Today, we are going to talk about sola fide. So we will highlight this, uh, which many people consider as the turning point of the Reformation. Let me just give a brief history. You know, before the Reformation started in, uh, in 16th century, the institutional church at that time, so meaning the Roman Catholic, and basically everyone who, who considered themselves as Christians, they have um, a specific view of justification by faith. They have a specific view of what it means to be uh, right in the sight of God based on your belief. Okay? Uh, it's very unique compared to how we understand it now. So Catholics, remember this, Catholics believe in the justification by faith. Remember that. So don't make the mistake of uh, telling your Catholic friend, oh, alam mo, you don't believe in ano, diba? justification by faith. That is simply not true. You know, don't debate them in, in saying, you know, you don't believe that faith is required for a person to be saved. You know, the truth is, before the Reformation and even today, even in the Catholic masses, uh, they teach that faith is necessary for someone's salvation. If you're looking for you know, a reference that's uh, in the Council of Trent. Here's where the difference comes in. So what the institutional church, the Roman Catholic, uh, teach is that you must have faith. Kailangan meron kang pananampalataya, naniniwala ka sa Diyos. But after you believe in God, the work of salvation is not complete. Okay? The work of salvation is not complete unless you cooperate in order to receive the grace of justification. Is that clear? So, naniniwala sila sa justification by faith, naniniwala sila na kailangan magtiwala ka, maniwala ka sa Diyos, pero pagkatapos mong maniwala sa Diyos, hindi pa tapos yung iyong pagkaligtas. Kailangan tulungan mo with your good works para makumpleto yung works of righteousness. So at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you are justified. So in, in one sense, in simple terms, they, uh, they, the Catholics believe in faith plus your cooperation to your salvation. Yeah. I hope that's clear. Here's, here's more. Here's more. So at that time, if you are trying to live morally, if you're trying to live a good life, you're trying to cooperate, operate for that salvation project, you are giving to the church, you are uh, at, uh, attending mass, you are uh, doing penance, you are uh, confessing your sin, there's still a possibility that at the end of your life, you will not be saved. For instance, if you commit a mortal sin, that will automatically cancel your justification. If you commit a mortal sin, that will cancel your justification, yung, yung pagiging uh, uh, tama mo o pagiging matapat mo sa harapan ng Panginoon. So, paano kung namatay ka if you committed mortal sin? What will happen to you? But wait, there's more. Namatay ka na, you died. And you were not able to confess your sin. But there's still a chance for you to go to heaven. So pag namatay ka, tapos hindi, hindi secure yung iyong justification, saan ka pupunta according to this uh, doctrine? Saan ka pupunta? Yan, sa purgatory. So pupunta ka sa purgatory. And in the purgatory, your family, your family or your friends, can still pray for your soul uh, on your behalf or or they can give money to the church para mabawasan yung years mo in purgatory. So kapag nagbayad sila, kung 50 years ka sa purgatory, siguro mga 25 na lang. Tas if they if you if they pray even more, baka medyo 20 years na lang. Baka paunti ng paunti. I'm not kidding, there's, there's, there's actual an, an advertisement going on at that time selling what they call indulgences. They have slogans saying, you need to do this. 
they are doing some advertisement uh, for people to buy indulgences. So I don't know about you, but that does not give me any comfort, right? That does not give you any assurance. In fact, that troubled Martin Luther so much. So this German monk is absolutely terrified what will happen to him when he dies. Long story short, what the Reformation teaches is very different from what the Christians, uh, Christian world believe uh, now. That we are justified by faith alone, nothing else. Okay? We are justified by faith alone and nothing else. And if you believe that, you understand that, there's actually nothing else for me to share. If you believe sola fide in that regard, that's it. You know, but I recognize that even today, they are, there are still some confusions on what sola fide or by faith alone means. You know, even today, there are some who don't see the difference between what the Catholics believe and what the Protestants believe. There are some who say that they believe in God but are afraid what will happen to them when they die. And there are people who say, Pastor, it does not matter. You just need to have faith. You know, that could be also dangerous. So today, today I hope I will give you some clarity to this confusion, uh, perhaps shed some light on the misconceptions and misunderstandings. What I wish to do today is answer this question. This is the question that I want to answer uh, for us. What is in my faith that guarantees my salvation? Ano ang meron sa aking pananampalataya na makakasigurado ng aking kaligtasan? And let me answer that in three ways. The first two answers are biblical. They are good, something that we cannot dismiss, something that we should be aware but even though these answers are biblical and good and maybe essential, they are not the main thing. Okay, so three answers. The first two will be good, will be biblical, will be essential, but not the main thing. But the third answer to the question is what I believe will completely satisfy the, this question. What is in my faith that guarantees my salvation? So here are the three answers. I will give it to you so you know where uh, we are at at any point. Answer number one, what is in my faith that guarantees my salvation? The profession of our faith. The profession of our faith. Number two, the fruits of our faith. The fruits of our faith. And number three, the object of our faith. The object of our faith. So those three answers. So please open your Bibles to the book of Romans. You notice that when we go through the five solas, we are always opening our Bibles to Romans. Romans chapter 3, uh, verses 21 to 27. Let me read. 21. But now... The righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to receive by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance, he, has, he had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time so that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, we come before you as, as beggars, as people who cry for mercy. 
we thank you that we, as we are gathered together as your people, and when the word is preached, Lord, it is your voice that is heard. And so we are all your servants, Lord, that as we hear your word today, it is you who speaks, and it is your presence that is felt. And so because of that, Lord, we come before you at your throne and asking for your mercy. We pray, Lord God, that you will open our hearts, open our minds, that we will see and we will experience, Lord God, your grace once again. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So let's go ahead with the answer to the question. Answer number one, the profession of faith. You know, some will argue, someone, some will argue that what guarantees your salvation, what guarantees my salvation is my declaration or my profession of my faith. So yung pagpapahayag mo, ng paniniwala mo, yun ang makakasigurado na ikaw ay ligtas. And the Bible supports this. Romans 10, 9 to 10. It says, if you confess with your mouth, ano yung confess mo? That Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. That's Romans 10, 9 to 10. So, tama lang mga kapatid na, you know, it's just right that we express even verbally our devotion to the Lord. It's just right that we profess our faith. And that could be in the form of many things uh, over the years that uh, could be, that could mean, you know, saying the sinner's prayer. That could mean responding to an altar call that could mean you know sharing your testimony for the first time that could mean going public with your relationship with Christ through baptism you know the good thing about our profession of faith is it gives people a clear moment of conversion so pag tinanong ka ng kaibigan mo paano ka naging christian paano ka naligtas you will go back to that moment that you said your the sinner's prayer. You go, will go back to that moment that you responded to an altar call or you, you go back to that moment that your friend shared the gospel to you and, and you agreed with what, all the things that he said and then you prayed or you will go back to that moment where you were, uh, you were baptized and you say, that's the moment of my conversion. That's good. It, it's clear. But how about those who are not sure or cannot pinpoint a moment in their life when they were converted? How about those who said the sinner's prayer multiple times in their lives? I did that. My dad shared the gospel to me when I was young. I'm sure I... I said the sinner's prayer when I was young. When I was in high school, every week, there's, a, there's an evangelistic Bible study that we go, and every single time, I, I recite the sinner's prayer because I think I was not sincere enough the week before. And this, I believe, is really important. The profession of faith is really important. When you say you, you are a Christian, at some point in your Christian walk, you will declare it. Do you agree? If you are a Christian, at some point in your life, you will make a declaration of it. Right? You cannot be a Christian and not make a single public declaration of your union with Christ. You cannot be a secret Christian. So the profession of our faith is, I believe, essential. It is good. It has biblical support. But despite that, I think it is still not a steady anchor 
that holds your salvation. How many of you know Tom Cruise? Do you know Tom Cruise? How many of you know Oprah Winfrey? Do you recall a moment where Oprah Winfrey interviewed Tom Cruise? Okay, some of you recall that. Some of you who don't, uh, open your YouTube, not now. <laughs> uh, just type Tom Cruise uh, interviewed by Oprah. So two big uh, celebrities, Tom Cruise, uh, big Hollywood action star, Oprah, really good uh, interviewer. So in 2005, itong si Tom Cruise was interviewed uh, in uh, the Oprah Winfrey show. Tom Cruise was there to promote an upcoming movie uh, called War of the Worlds. So, you know, Oprah is known to have great interviews. Talagang he takes, uh, she takes care of, of uh, the guests. Um, and Tom Cruise is known as this Hollywood A-list actor, noble demeanor. You want, for, ladies want to bring her home to the, bring him home to, to mom and dad. You know, he, he's that guy. Very gentleman behavior, but in this interview was very different. It was very different. Tom Cruise was very animated. He stands from time to time from the couch. He sits on the floor. He's like, yes, gumaganan siya. He's raising his hands. He jumps on the couch from time to time. And everyone was just going wild when he's doing this. People were surprised because this is not like him. This is not like him. He's very animated. He's very animated because as he is saying, he's just saying these words, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm excited. And at that time, he was referring to his girlfriend, Sino? Ayan, yung mga uh, in the know <laughs> sa Hollywood celebrity gossips. <laughs> he, was, he was very excited to tell everyone that he is in love with Katie Holmes. I'm in love. He's jumping on the couch. So here's this guy being watched by millions around the world, jumping on the couch, telling everyone, not just with words, but also with body language, that he is in love. And everyone was just so excited. It was weird. It was uncharacteristic. But everybody loved it at that time. Everybody loved it. You know, a year later, Tom Cruise married Katie Holmes. Six years later, they divorced. What happened to that profession of love? What happened to that very animated guy saying, I am in love? You know, because we are prone to wonder, our profession of faith is not really a dependable basis of our justification. Here's the dangerous thing when we depend only on our declaration of faith. You know, there's a possibility that we will reduce our profession or the form that we are saved into a formula. We say, you know, if you say these words, if you pray these prayers, if you raise your hand, you will be saved. We reduce it. I, I'm sure that the Lord can use those things, but we reduce that in a formula that we want people to do the same thing. And because there's a lot of attention given to that one moment, your profession of faith, there is less emphasis on what comes next. You know, if we see only our profession of faith as the main thing of our salvation, the church will be filled with people who proclaim Jesus is Lord, but will continue to live their lives the way they want it. If we depend only on our profession of faith and we say that's the main thing that will ensure that I am saved, we will be Sunday Christians only. 
And on Monday, we will, go, we will go and live our own lives. It's like being the younger brother in the parable of the lost sons. Remember that story? He calls, he calls his dad father. He, calls, uh, he recognized the relationship that they have. He claims his inheritance. He has this audacity to say, give my share of my inheritance. And he has that. He has that right. But he goes on to live on his own and makes a mess of his life. So our profession of faith, no matter how good, no matter how essential, is not the main thing for our salvation. How about the second answer? Let's go to the fruit of our faith. Yan. So kung yung, yung kanina is the profession of faith, it emphasizes yung, yung pagpapahayag na naniniwala ka sa Diyos. Ito namang pangalawa is emphasizing on what comes next. It emphasizes, you know, what comes next. It highlights a life of repentance. And like the previous uh, answer, this is also biblically true. Now, Jesus says in Matthew 7, uh, 16 to 20, sabi niya, you know, you will recognize them by their fruits. You will recognize them by their fruits. And if you read Matthew 7, you know, Jesus was referring actually to false prophets. You will recognize the false prophets by their fruits. But, you know, I think the same can be said with Christians, with genuine Christians. You will recognize genuine Christians by their fruits. And we had a, a James, Book of James series. I think it was two years ago or last year lang. Last year. You know, uh, in chapter 2, you know, James uh, claims that faith without works or faith without action is dead. That faith and action must come together for it to be considered genuine. Pastor, akala ko ba faith alone tayo? Bakit parang iba yung sinasabi ng book of James? You know, this is not a contradiction to what the reformers are saying. What James chapter 2 is saying, and we talked about this uh, when we did that James ser series, what he is saying and what the reformers are saying is the same thing. Keep this in mind. True, living, and genuine faith will bear fruits of good works. Let me repeat that. If you have a true, living, and genuine faith, it will naturally bear fruits of good works. You will love God, you will love your neighbor, you will show justice and mercy. And those are, this is important, those are evidences or proof of your growing and right relationship with God. It is not the means for us to be made right with God. It's just the fruit, not the seed. Do you see the difference? Yung works or yung ginagawa mo uh, when you believe in God is just the fruits and it's not the seed. Hindi doon nagsisimula. So I agree with James chapter 2. I agree with the reformers that we are justified by faith alone. So I believe this to be true as well. If we are genuine believers of Jesus, it will show in the way we live our lives. There will be changes in our life if you believe in Jesus. Not all at once, but eventually. You know, because this is biblical and essential, of course, good things can come out of it when we pursue it. When we emphasize, you know, that there must be fruits in our faith, there are good things that will come out of it. Number one, it can, you know, it can lead to a genuine desire for repentance. It can lead for a genuine desire for repentance, a walk in the life of repentance. And number two, you can get excited you can get excited for yourself. You are excited when people are being transformed. 
when, when you see people are being changed because they believe in Jesus, you are excited because you are seeing the fruits of their faith. You know, they say Kanye West is now a born-again believer. Maybe I'm just speaking at this crowd. <laughs> but if you know Kanye West, he's a, a really good musician. But they say this guy, very famous guy, influencer, fashionista, is now a born-again believer. In fact, he is hosting uh, an invite-only Sunday services. And he is going to release an album, release a Christian album called Jesus is King. I don't know if that's out already or... Not yet. Okay. So people are excited, but people are also skeptical. You know, there are mixed emotions, mixed reactions, even from Christians. Some are very excited and they are welcoming this great news. Wow, Kanye West is now a Christian. Some are not yet convinced and they are waiting, they are waiting for the fruits of his faith. Yeah. They are waiting. Uh, talaga bang itong si Kanye West is a Christian? Let me just see the fruits of his faith. Maybe his album will be an evidence of that faith. Maybe when he, you know, when he makes right with his relationship with his family, maybe that can be a proof that, that he is really a believer. You know, if you ask me, I don't really know uh, if he's Christian. Not because I'm also waiting for the fruits of faith. I, I don't know if, if he's a Christian. I cannot say whether he's saved or not because I do not know him. I do not know him. Like, you know, like my illustration with Justin Bieber, he's not a member of my church. He's not a member of this flock. And I'm not his pastor, so I cannot vouch for him. I know him from afar. So I don't know. But personally, if, again, if you ask me personally, I really hope so. I really hope that he's a Christian. But my excitement with him becoming a Christian is the same excitement that I have when my friend becomes a Christian. So here's the thing, just like the first answer in profession of our faith, when we focus only on the fruits of faith, it will also lead to some problems. Problem number one, because the fruits validate the genuineness of your faith, merong pressure, there is pressure to show a certain Christian behavior. Dahil Merong feeling tayo na ang, ang focus lang natin, kailangan ipapakita ko na merong pagbabago sa buhay ko. Merong pressure na ipakita ko na ako ay Kristiyano na. There's pressure to show externally some Christian behavior. And there will be, there will be people who will fill their lives with Christian things. Mer uh, ministries, church attendance, doing justice and mercy, serving the poor, hoping that these will validate their right status with God. Those are good things, but because there's pressure to validate that you uh, have this saving faith, you will do these things because you want, now when you do these things, you're hoping that it will validate your right status with God. Here's the dangerous thing. If the fruits of our faith become the sole basis of our salvation, this church, every church, will be filled with overly religious people motivated by fear, critical of themselves and others, and skeptical about the transformation of people like Kanye West. Let me repeat that. 
And I say this with love. If, our, if the fruits of our faith become the sole basis of salvation, ito yung pinangahawakan natin. That we say, nakapag itong, pag meron ako nito, I am saved. If this is only our basis for salvation, the church will be filled with overly religious people motivated by fear, critical of themselves and of others, and they are skeptical about the transformation of people around them like Kanye West. If this is the main thing in our life, we will just be like that older brother again in that parable of the lost son. Kung yung younger brother, he's very proud of his relationship with the father, very uh, audacious to claim his inheritance, but goes on to live his own life. The older brother is different. When the, the younger brother was uh, retur- uh, when the younger brother returned and everyone was partying because he has returned, everyone was happy except the older brother. In fact, he was outside bitter and angry. So when the father said, you know, come inside, let's, let's, let's party, let's celebrate. You know what the older brother said? You remember what the older brother said? I was slaving for you. I was working hard for you. I never disobeyed your orders, and yet your son, who made a mess of his life, you're throwing a party for him? You know, in fruits of our faith, even though it is essential, cannot be the main thing that guarantees our salvation. You know, the problem with these two answers, the profession of faith and the fruits of our faith, the problem with these two answers is that the burden to guarantee our salvation is still on us. You want to guarantee your salvation, but the burden is on you. And that will never work. That will never work. Let me show you that there is a third way. It is not the profession of our faith. It's not the fruits of our faith. Instead, it is the object of our faith. Romans 3 verse 21 says, 21 and 22, Now the righteousness of God has been shown apart from the law, although the law and the prophets, the Old Testament, bear witness to it. The righteousness of God, and this is the manifestation, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus for everyone who believe. There is no distinction. My friends, it is the faithfulness of Jesus and our faith in Him alone that secures our salvation. So kapatid, kanino nakatoon ang iyong pananampalataya? Kanino nakasalalay ang iyong pananampalataya? Let me give two illustrations, two stories in the Gospel of two different people who met Jesus and they were they got their healing one is a father whose son was sick yung yung sickness nung son na yon uh, is similar to 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 epilepsy and you will see this in mark chapter 9 14 sabi ni jesus sa kanya you know if you can believe all things are possible to those who believe ang response nung tatay lord i believe Help my unbelief. What? What? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And you know, the son was healed. Here's another story. You see, also see this in, in the book of Mark in chapter 5. The woman was bleeding for 12 years. Jesus was on the way to, to heal another person 
And on the way, this woman said, ito lang yung sinabi niya, if I touch even just the garments, just his garment, I will be made well. Sabi sa kanya ni Jesus, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Question, sino sa dalawang to ang merong great faith? Sino sa kanila? Is it the, the man who says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief? Or is it the lady who said, if I can just touch the garment, I will be healed? Who says the, the lady? Okay. Who says the, the man, the father? Who says, I'm scared to answer? <laughs> Sige, I will get you off the hook. The lady showed tremendous faith. And yet, they got the healing that they were asking. They got the same thing. The father, very weak kind of faith. Lord, I believe, but I am not believing so much. This lady is saying, kahit yung garments lang, I will be healed. And yet, Jesus gave them healing. The father and the woman had two different qualities of faith. One, you would say, is weak. One, you would say, is strong. But both of them received the healing that they were looking for. In both instances, it's their faith in Jesus that changed their life. So my friends, it's not the quality or the quantity of your faith that validates your salvation. Rather, it is based on whom your faith is directed towards. Kaya nga sabi ni Jesus, if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain, go and it will happen. Pastor, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, the point is, it's not the amount of your faith. It's where you put that faith on. Kapatids, kanino nakatuon ang iyong pananampalataya? Kahit pa ganong kaliit yan, kahit ganong pang kalaki yan, kung yan ay nakatuon kay Jesus, it can change your life. Here's what that means. It is not your declaration of faith that saves you. Not your sinner's prayer, not your response to an altar call, not your baptism. So hear me out. I'm not saying they are wrong. God can use them. I'm not saying don't do it. I hope that any of these can be used by God for you to be a, become a Christian if you're not yet a Christian. What I'm saying is, it's not your profession of faith that counts. What matters is Jesus' declaration on your behalf. And here is the declaration that counts. Here's what Jesus professed and declared that really matters. It is finished. It is finished. That is the only declaration that matters for your salvation. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, one of the things that he said, the last word that he said is tetelestai. It is paid in full. I covered the debt of sin of this person. It is finished. That's the proclamation that matters and not yours. Because that proclamation is on your behalf. Similarly, it is not the fruits of your faith that saves you. It is not your ministry accomplishment, how many people you share the gospel with, how you are abstaining from worldly pleasure. What saves you is not your work, 
but the finished work of Christ on the cross. And in His resurrection. In fact, the fruits of your faith are good things, but it's not solely a result of your hard work or your years in Christian life. It is based on two things. One, Jesus choosing you to be fruitful. Sabi niya, John 15, 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. Your fruitfulness is based on Jesus choosing you. Secondly, your fruitfulness is based on Jesus abiding in you. Again, in John 15, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing it is not our profession of faith it is not the fruits of our faith it is the proclamation of jesus christ on the cross it is the finished work of christ on the cross for us that secures our salvation pastor what will compel us to run to jesus and see him as the object of our faith. Here's what I believe will compel us. One is the reality of sin. And you see that in our passage in verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. We are born into sin and we need to see the reality of that sin, how that affects you, that how that affects your future, how that affects the relationships around you, how that completely corrupts your life. And because there's the reality of sin and its effect, we also need to, to see the reality of God's judgment. If God is a holy God, and he cannot tolerate sin, there must be a judgment. He needs to, to judge the sinfulness of humanity. And we see that in verse 26. He is the justifier. He is the righteous judge that needs to do that, that needs to address the sinfulness of man. Here's what ties them together. It's Jesus satisfying the demands of that justice. And that's what you see in the middle, verse 24 and 25. All are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation. That's what it means. Uh, propitiation means Jesus is enough to satisfy the demands of God's justice. And did that by His blood to receive by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance, He has passed over former sins. That, my friends, is the essence of sola fide. If you're looking at a summary of what this means, uh, you can use this and you can quote me on this. No, faith is simply taking hold of Christ. Trusting Him completely that His finished work at the cross is enough to declare you and me right with God. That's what faith is about. It's taking hold of Christ. It's running to Him because there's what you have is sin and it requires judgment and what uh, what solves that is jesus christ you know many of you maybe uh, are visual so here's what taking hold of christ looks like <laughs> so steve i'm asking uh, permission from you today <laughs> I am using your, your photo with Lewis. You know, here's what taking hold of Christ means. 
that your weight, your full weight, is on the one that you love the most. Because in that moment, you are secure. You are forever safe. The song that we sang earlier. That your life is anchored on the one who can save your soul. What does that mean for us today? You know, if you are not a Christian and you understand what Christ has done for you to declare you justified, to declare you right in the eyes of God, if you are not sure you're Christian, if you say that you are unbeliever, if you are say you are not yet there, you know, if you understand this, if you take hold of Christ today, maybe it's a small faith, but nevertheless, it's faith directed towards Jesus, then today is the day of salvation for you. Today is the day of salvation for you. But if you're a Christian, if you believe in Jesus, if the object of your faith is in the finished work of Christ Jesus on the cross, I hope this message gives you assurance that because your justification rests securely not on your hands, not on your proclamation, not the fruits of your ministry, but on Jesus alone, then your salvation is assured. So you can go home tonight, sleep at peace, because you will have the same assurance tomorrow and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Even if you're struggling with depression, even if you're struggling with sin, even if you're struggling with physical ailment, your salvation is assured because of Jesus. You know, Pastor, I want my faith to be strengthened, and I have, I have a, a recommendation for that. But let me end with this verse, Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by, by faith in Jesus, we have peace with God through our Lord Je Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access. You are, on, you are on your line going to apply for a U.S. visa, you are not sure if you're going to be approved. You're bringing all the documents with you to prove that you deserve to enter that country. But here's the bad news. Everything that you bring with you does not really help. In fact, everything that you bring with you disqualifies you from entering heaven. But the righteous judge who will interview you will look at you in the eyes and look at Jesus and says, because of him, you are able to answer. Because of him, you are welcome in this kingdom. That's what it means that we have obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of glory of God. Pastor, how do I make my faith strong? Ayoko naman buong buhay ko manipis yung aking pananampalataya. How can I make that happen? You know, a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of uh, smarter people can, can give insight to this, but I have just one suggestion. Just one suggestion. If we say that faith is taking hold of Christ, that means the key is to make Jesus more real than anything else in your life. The key is to make Jesus more real than anything else in your life. That he is more real than cancer. He is more real than financial debt. He is more real than the pressures that you experience. He is more real than the relationship problems that you experience. He is more real than the problems of the country. If He is more real in your life than anything else, then you see Him better 
and you take hold of him even better. And if you take hold of him better, you rest on him even more, then your faith, my friends, is strong. Take hold of Christ today. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that because of your sovereignty, because of your divine providence, we can still take hold of the doctrine called justification by faith, sola fide. Through 500 years, Lord God, it has retained. And we rejoice that we can remember it even today. We thank you, Lord, that the assurance of our salvation does not rest in our hands. But it is secured in the declaration of Jesus on the cross and in his finished work on our behalf. That as we take hold of Christ, as we put our full weight on him, as we rest on him, Lord, we can find rest. We can find assurance. We can find hope in this life and in the next. Lord, I pray for those who do not consider themselves yet Christians. I pray today is the day of that salvation. I pray, Lord God, that they will take hold of Christ. I pray, Lord God, that they will see that salvation is secured on Jesus Christ alone and not on our own works. And I pray, Lord God, that you will encourage Christians here who have been struggling with sin, who have been struggling with difficulties in their lives, and they feel like they have been defeated by Satan. I pray, Lord God, that not just because our salvation is secured in your hands, but even our sanctification, even our holiness is dependent on your goodness and on your faithfulness, we can stand victorious in your sight. I pray, Lord God, that we will see Jesus more real than anything else in our lives. That we will see Jesus more real and more tangible and more able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or imagine. Not for our glory, not for our fame, but for your glory's sake. To you be the honor, praise, glory, power forever. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.